Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Higher Learning is on as Ivan Lathan Jr. Gosh, and it's me, Rachel Lynn Lindsay. Van, get to it. Tell them why you sound like that. It's not funny. You laugh. It's not funny. It was a nervous laugh. I am sick. And this, it's just a downtime. Bozeman's sick. He's like not feeling well. Uh, But I started to feel like I got a scratchy throat. That's always the first thing with me is the scratchy throat. Yeah. Okay. The scratchy throat started to come in. And when the throat came in, I knew that it was going to be bad. So I, like a good civil American, went and had the COVID tests and as negative for COVID. Yeah. Which is kind of annoying, you know. If you're going to get pummeled by something, at this point, you would hope that it would be COVID. I feel like, you know, I got like a, just said it on Twitter, I got like the off-brand sickness, you know, regular shit. But then, last night, rough night, couldn't sleep. And then today, I'm thugging it. I'm thugging it and loving it. Wait, so you you don't know what you have? Well, it's, it's some kind of cold or flu. Well, there's a difference. When you want to, because if you have the flu, you can get Tamiflu. Remember, I just had the flu. Tamiflu. If you have the flu, there are things that you can get that can help you. But you sound like you just want to tough it out. What's the remedy that we're working with right now other than separation? Because if y'all are watching this, this is a higher learning first where I am sitting by myself in the studio and Van is doing the podcast from home, which everybody show Van some love because he could have easily said he's not doing the podcast today and here he is giving you all he's got I don't need that love this is this is okay he's a grumpy sick this is the most (laughs) fun I've had all day I watch Jay Prince interview million dollars worth of game I watch I just watched a video entitled how bad was Tim Tebow really that's the part. That's the point of the sickness that I'm at. <laughs> How did we get there? Because <laughs> so, YouTube is, I keep telling you about this YouTube addiction. I got to get over it. I've seen, uh, I've seen it live. I've seen you go down a dark hole live. It starts <laughs> off with just like you watch a video. I watched this video. I don't know why I watched it about the Ivy League All-Stars playing the the uh the uh, a team from Japan in football. And I'm like, oh, that seems interesting. So we played them. The referees shot the cheat, but the US people won. And after that, this video was like, how good was Peyton Manning? And I'm like, I know how good he was, but maybe they know something I don't. So I watched the video, how good is Peyton Manning? The next video, how bad is Tim Tebow? Watch the how bad is Tim Tebow video. Watch it. How good was Michael Vick? I watch it. These are the videos that people are watching. And before you know it, I'm looking over at Bogues and he's got the cold on his neck. I'm like, I haven't moved. It's been three hours. And he's just in it. And YouTube is basically telling you what to watch. You've surrendered to AI. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I apologize. Van, what kind of sick are you? Are you one who like, Everything hurts and like you can't do and you can't do anything and like you need help with everything and you're extremely needy. Are you that kind of sick? No, I have no choice but to be the other kind of sick because when I get sick, nobody cares. That's not true. So so here's the deal. I went to Petco today. Okay. I got a cone for Bozeman. I got him some hemp because I don't care about being sick, but my Wozily Wabbit the rabbit pup of dogs, I want him to feel better. And he he gets allergies and then he bites on his fur and then he'll create like a little wound on his fur because he's biting on his fur so much. And so... Y- y'all should get he, shots. Copper has to get allergy shots. Is that true? Yeah. Like three times a year. Three times a year. Three, three times a year. Copper's very soft. We didn't talk about this the last time. Copper, copper gets a Brazilian blowout. <laughs> copper, <laughs> copper is the softest dog you could ever pet. And sometimes they're, sometimes they're 
repercussions for petting him, but it's worth it, you know? No, <laughs> stop. Tony's not some kind of monster. I have a feeling you're that type, you, you're telling, you're acting like there's nobody there to take care of you or nobody wants to take care of you. But I have a feeling you're like, I'm fine. I'll go to Petco. I'm fine. I can do this. I can do that. I feel like you're that kind of person. Well, the kind of person I am is a human being that deserves tenderness and loving care as well as others. And what I would say is that for me, you know, being sick is a gift. And I'll tell you why, how I look at this. I would get these terrible headaches when I was a kid, you know, these terrible headaches I'd get them so bad. But it would be worth it to get the headache because the moment that the headache subsides, there's this feeling of euphoria, you know. The rest of this week, it'll be like Fight Club, you know. It'll be like Fight Club to where on Fight Club, he was like, you remember, you see Fight Club, Rachel? Donnie, you see Fight Club? Yeah, but it's Re- been a minute. Remember Raymond K. Essel? Nope. Okay, so in Fight Club, they like rob this, like they, Tyler Durden uh, takes this guy out back and he like makes like he's going to kill him, but then he doesn't kill him. And then he goes, for the rest of the week, his breakfast will taste better than any breakfast he's ever had before because the guy had a near-death experience, so now he's going to be like super awesome about life. And that's how I'll be for the rest of the week. When I recover, I'll play basketball. I'll be like, oh, look how great I feel. And the sickness will remind me just how great it is to not be sick. Because right now, I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm going through it. <laughs> no, I you look to- like it. Your eyes are swollen. Listen, mine are not. And I see basketballs over your shoulder. What's that? What's happening right That's there? That's my basketball rack. That's my rack of basketballs. Why do you need? Why do you need that? Because I... What do you mean, why do I need it? Are they, like, signed? No. So I have... Okay, first of all, I don't understand why. You know what I'm saying? Like, why is that wrong? I have two NBA basketballs, like official NBA basketballs right there. And I have two skill balls that I use to practice ball handling on. And then I have one college ball. What you practice it for? Different, different runs. Excuse me? Like, if you go to a run at UCLA or a run where there might be anybody there that, you know, played in any pro league, they don't want to play with the college ball. And the college ball is is the college ball is basically what everybody plays with, the Wilson Evolution, if you go to any of these gyms. So depending on the run you're going to, you want to be able to have a different ball. So I go, if I go to a you know, because that NBA ball is a different ball. Oh, okay. So real, so you're saying real ballers have these type of basketballs just like ready to go. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is sometimes niggas have extra money to spend on stupid shit and they buy shit off Amazon and it's basketballs. Got the rack and everything. It's just new. I hadn't seen it. I was curious. Well, well, I cleaned out my office. Hmm. So do you notice I got more books back here on the shelf? Look at this. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. Right. I got books. I got this thing that I got in Greece. This little, look, I got this little, I got LSU helmet. You know, I got two This is Strangers script right here. I put some different stuff into it, you know. And so. It's nice, that, man. That, I know that it's nice. And I don't need your approval. You're not being very, see, Rachel? You're, you're not being very. I told you he's a grumpy sick. He's a grumpy <laughs> sick. Grumpy. Ain't nobody grumpy. Is I don't understand why it happens to me. I didn't do anything. I wake up with a scratchy throat. Do you have just try to sleep with a scratchy throat? I had weird dreams last night. Because yeah. It's so weird. Do you have weird dreams when you're sick, Rachel? Yes, I do, because I'm delirious. Having weird dreams. I had dreams last night that I was this guy called the Hatchet Man. <laughs> so wait, you were Seriously. you were like a like a murderer? No. I was in Mexico. And I was leading, this is a fact, I'm not even joking. I was in Mexico and I gave this long speech about that I would take my hatchet and hack through everybody for my family. And then everybody started clapping and then I was the hatchet man. 
And I was driving in like a red car trying to get to some sort of border, but I wasn't going north. I was going south. And I had a red hatchet with a red hatchet <laughs> blade. I don't know why. And I was, and I got in the car and everybody was happy because I told them that I would kill them all for my family. I was the hatchet man. And that was the dream. I just was driving around as the hatchet man trying to get out. Not sure what's going on with that. Took me a long time to get to sleep. I was watching old Howard Schnurd interviews. I would look up the meaning of the color red. There were three different red things in that dream. Red car, red hatchet. Hatchet handle, hatchet blade. Hatchet blade. What does red mean in terms of a dream? I don't know. I said you should look it up. uh, Donnie, Ashley, anybody know? I was actually looking up the hatchet man. And there's a movie from 1932 called The Hatchet Man. It stars Edward Edward G. Robinson as a Chinese man. He plays a man named Wong Lo Git. Yeah. The more you know. So a white man is playing a Chinese man? Yeah, it looks like the entire cast is white people playing Chinese people. Oh my gosh. That's not yep. right. Yep. I'm against that. Like fundamentally. Let me make sure that Hatchet Man isn't in my YouTube plays that I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like it plays, it plays, no, there's no Hatchet Man. Oh my gosh, I'm looking at the cover of this movie. He kills, this is so she racist. Thrills. He kills, she thrills Hatchet Man. Listen. <laughs> 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 okay, look, guys, we have to do the Rachel. How are you feeling? You you have to go somewhere after this, right? I'm I'm yes. I I'm just having one of those days, which is one of those days. But what's your, what's I'm, day? but what I'm happened? not sick, so at least my health is okay. So I'm gonna take that as a blessing. I don't want to air things out like that. I just just having Damn. a day. <laughs> just that having type a, of shit. You they're on, on me. They're on me today. And it's not Brian before anybody else tries to put that on. on me. He's wonderful. Brian. Brian's wonderful. It's always you know what it is? I know you didn't watch our season and I don't want you to, but people were so anti-Brian and there's this guy, <laughs> there's this guy who spoils Reality Steve, who spoils the seasons and he got it wrong. So he said that I... Um, picked the se- my second guy and the audience the imme- his name is Peter and the audience immediately fell in love with him so that's who they wanted and then mid-season reality Steve switches and he's like no actually I'm hearing it's Brian so people wanted it to be Peter and then and so like that became a whole thing and then like we had a really emotional breakup on the show and um, people have just always been against Brian who's a sweetheart yeah. Fuck reality, Steve. I got all jokes aside. Reality, Steve, making it hard. Brian is one of the most stand-up motherfuckers around. I fuck with Brian heavy. If you fuck with Brian, you fuck with me. Hey, Brian, I like Brian. Brian is himself all the time. He's a very <laughs> nice man. And I don't know who this reality Steve is. He might be nice too, but I can't. I can't abide by him treating Brian in a specific well, way. He, did, he didn't. It's the fans. He just oh, got oh, the spoiler oh, oh. wrong. I apologize publicly to reality Steve for what I just said. <laughs> so reality Steve said it, and then after that, people were mean to Brian. Yeah, they're just they were hard on Brian, and they've always been hard on him. So people have never they. Like, there's a lot of fans who are like, I can't believe Rachel and Brian are together, that they made it. So any kind of rumor that comes out, if we don't post pictures, they're like, they're not together. I knew it. They're ending. And like, (laughs) Brian and I are solid. (laughs) Like, we could care less. We don't post pictures for anybody's approval or for attention. We don't try to monetize it. Like, we're good. We're just out here living our lives. Have you ever witnessed Brian eat a hot dog? I think so. I can't imagine him eating a hot dog. A hot dog is like a food. It's one of my favorites. Really? You like a hot dog? I love a hot dog. So what do you put on a hot dog? Just mustard. Just, you just have 
a piece of bread <laughs> and a wiener and just some mustard. That's it. Yeah. That's that, that nothing else goes in a hot dog. No. What do you put? Nigga, all kinds of shit. The fuck? Like, it's like a lot of stuff. Maybe a little ooh, ooh, sauerkraut, maybe a little yeah, uh-uh. <laughs> onion, maybe a little ooh, ah, ah, ooh. maybe some different types of, maybe a little chili. Ew, I hate chili. You know what I mean? Like a little chili. You from Texas. So? You hate chili? What? Don't stereotype me like that. I'm trying not to. But you know, so I just can't, I can't imagine We got a Brian. story about that. <laughs> I can't imagine Brian just enjoying a dog. There's all kinds of foods that I feel like only reserved for people who like to eat. And I feel like a hot dog is one of those. Because, you know, a hot dog is kind of off-brand. I don't Love know them. It. Whatever. I have no idea what I'm saying. Look, let's check this out. Y'all bear with us, this podcast. I don't care what they say. <laughs> bear with us. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. You could be doing anything this week, right? You've got work, errands, friends, and a whole lot of fun in between. That's why the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the capable SUV that's built for your life. With premium interiors, available wireless charging, and room for your whole cargo and crew. Okay, Hyundai. Visit HyundaiUSA.com to learn more about the all-new 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Let's, uh, there's no big deal today. No, everything's kind of light today. Everything's kind of light. And we're just going to get right into what happened last night. The meltdown was sufficient as Beyonce failed to win the album of the year Grammy. Everyone just knew she was going to win. Although I must shout out John to Austin, who didn't think that it was going to happen and was telling everybody to get ready for it. Now she won awards for best traditional R&B performance, best electronic dance recording. She's got 88 nominations. And she is now the most winningest Grammy lady, Grammy person, Grammy human ever. Yeah. 32 wins. Renaissance did not win album of the year. And it should not have. I'm The beehive makes me sick. You guys are insatiable. You cannot be pleased. You're never satisfied. This woman... This one, man, shut up. This woman made history last night. She won. Beyonce made history last night. Stop. She made history. It's a huge milestone. Her speech was beautiful. She was emotional. She was humbled. She was so appreciative of this accolade of, you know, like where she she stands in the test of time when it comes to her her artistry. This was a huge night. I don't think it was that big of a deal that she didn't win album of the year. This woman, sorry, you don't get on to me again. Beyonce is the most awarded is it performer or woman performer? Because Donnie says has woman performer. I thought of all she time. Is the most I think it's performer. It's period, period right? That's what I thought. Ever. Ever. You guys, let that sink in. Shout out to him, this man. Beehive. I think before this win, she was the most awarded okay. woman. Oh, she was person. already. Got you. Yeah, like Beehive. Chill out. This woman just made history. I don't understand why we're upset over her not getting album of the year. How many Grammys did she win last night? Three? Three. Yeah. Three out of the four. Guys, Renaissance was not the album of the year, and you know it. <laughs> it wasn't. All right. So, number one, I thought Renaissance was fantastic. I didn't, that it's not the album of the year. Yeah. You and thought I, it was the album of the year? So, yeah. Look so at the category. Shut up, man. Bring up the category. Bring up the, category. Bring, bring up the list. Bring up the list. Album of the year nominees. Uh, album of the year. 2023. Excuse me. Gosh. Donnie, relax, bro. Uh, Grammy.com. Donnie, read the list off for us. Please. We got uh, Harry's House from Harry Styles. Voyage from ABBA. 30 from Adele. Un Verano Senti Uh, by Bad Bunny. Easily could have been. Renaissance by the Beyonce. 
Good morning, gorgeous Mary J. Blige. In these silent days, Brandy Carlisle, Music of the Spheres, Coldplay, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, Kendrick, and Special from Lizzo. Okay. So loaded category. It's out of the year. It's always going to be loaded. You so really think out of everything that you just heard, it's Renaissance. Yeah. So, so can I say something, please? Please. Okay. I think that Renaissance was a very brave album that pushed musical limits. I don't typically like Beyonce's music that much. Like I, I like Lemonade. And I like the Beyonce album, but and I like assorted Beyonce songs like a lot. Like Sweet Dreams is my jam. We know it. Turn the lights on. Don't make me get into it. But I really felt Renaissance was a groove and it was also like a captivated everybody, right? Of all the albums that we're talking about, Harry Styles' album was great. Bad Bunny's album was great. And maybe this is kind of me being in a, in a cultural prison, but Renaissance just had everybody in a tizzy. Like it was like, it, it was so celebrated. And this is obviously Bad Bunny and Harry Styles and all the rest of these artists are celebrated too. But it was, and part of this is also is like, a, a, for me, it's a recognition of who Beyonce is. It's a recognition of the, that Lemonade didn't win. It's a recognition of Beyonce being the most awarded Grammy performer, but never having won album of the year. Well, I agree with that part. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's like, so you're saying we should have just given it to her because she should have already won it. No, no, she should have already won it. I think there are better albums that she had. And I think, a lot of people agree she should have should have won this category in the past. But just because she made history last night, I don't think that that means that she has to win album of the year as well. She didn't win all those Grammys last night. I don't believe that. I actually think that Bad Bunny's album should have won. You like Bad Bunny's album better do you think, did you hear Harry's house? Harry Styles is the one who I've heard, it. I haven't heard it all of it, but from what I've heard, I really, really like it. And I also don't agree that this, that Beyonce pushed, how did you phrase it? You said she she pushed, what did you say? The the genre, the the category? She, she you pushed her, she pushed her musical limits. Oh, you she, said you, she, she pushed her musical limits. Yeah, oh, okay, she okay. Pushed, she, she did okay, a yeah, genre I agree with that. album that, that blended Melody, dance, R and B. She gave no, no, us. No, I agree ch- with that. She, it, it, it was, uh, and when artists step out like that and they're brave and it works, I feel like it was something to be celebrated. You don't. No, 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 no. I no, that's not true. Um, I did not like it when I first heard it, and then I've heard I like pieces of it way more. You like Cuff It? I love Cuff It. You like I love Alien the remix. Superstar. No. You don't like Alien Superstar. Mm-mm. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Wait. Stop. You know? Do you know which song Alien Superstar is? I will when I hear it. Let's let's listen to it real quick because I don't think that you have the right song. There's, there's 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 no way that you don't like this song. But people say that I. Please do not be alarmed. Remain calm. Do not attempt to leave the dance floor. The DJ booth is conducting a tr- tr- troubleshoot test of the entire system. I'm one of one. I'm number one. I'm the only one. You can't tell me you don't fuck with that. I don't like that. It's not for me. That's enough. It's not for me, and that's okay. But I do think that there's great songs on the album. I just, listen, I just think everybody was expecting her to win it because of... What should be for It was such a historical night. I, I like Beyonce. Don't do that. Don't do that. Did you see... What happened with Diplo and well, Beyonce? Dip, 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 dip. So when Beyonce won, I don't know which one it was, but when she won the award and she went on stage to accept it, and at that point, that's when she became um, the winningest, however you say it, the most awarded performer. Um, how, what's the correct title to say this? She's the one the most, the most award. What did Diplo do? Thank you. One of the most <laughs> crazy. 
I can't get it out. Sorry, it's been a long day. She's one of the most Grammys. When they flashed it, when she was going to walk on the stage and they flashed the camera over to Diplo, people believe he mouthed, and I and it did look like this. That's what Twitter's saying. They bought that. Really? And it became this whole thing on Twitter. I'm calling Diplo right now. Hold on. See if he answers the phone. Hello? Diplo. Yeah. Uh, is it true that when Beyonce won her Grammy that you mouthed, she bought it? No, I said I'm glad to be part of it. There you go. Thank you, Diplo. Later. Bye. It was dope. It was dope. It was televised. Never had a dance music televised before. Fantastic. Didn't think so. Right. Appreciate you, man. Let it off. Peace. What did he say he said? Said, like, said that he didn't say that. That puts that to bed. What did he say? He said. He said that he said he was he was glad to be part of it. That they never oh. had dance music uh, televised before. Well, great. Twitter didn't see it that way. <laughs> Twitter didn't see it that way. It was a whole thing on Twitter. Glad he cleared it up. I don't know if he's cleared it up on social media or not yet. Great, thanks, Diplo. Diplo is an incredibly nice man. Who I didn't say I, I believed it. I didn't say that you said that you believed it. Diplo, but look is, it up. An, Diplo is an incredibly nice guy who is literally one of the most giving, down to earth, relatable artists. Ever. Look up the video. I want you to see it. I don't think he would have said that. No, I believe <laughs> him. I just want you to see it. Because you haven't seen it. But, but I'm glad I'm, he cleared that up because that was a huge thing on Twitter last night. People are not going to believe that was actually Diplo. I, like, I, <laughs> yeah, I've heard really him talk early. before. Yeah, it was actually Diplo. So I didn't think that it, I didn't think that Diplo uh, would have said that. Um, but also, I think this. I think a lot of people are just pissed off that the Grammys seem to not want to give Beyonce the biggest honor that they have. And they've given it to everyone else. And people think, Rachel, that if Beyonce doesn't get album of the year, then it doesn't allow her to achieve a certain reverence in Grammyhood. And they also think, particularly, that Black artists don't get album of the year enough. We could talk about the fact that the last time a Black artist won this, was it Outcast? It might have been Outcast. Black woman might have been Lauren Hill. You know, it's, 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 there's something, there's something that, that seems like I don't give a fuck, but that's what people are really talking about as much as anything else. Um, I would feel that way if she, didn't win all those other Grammys. It's just, I get it. It's hard for me to have any type of sympathy. I get it. You want to win album of the year. That's a huge, obviously it's the biggest honor. It's, it's celebrating all of your work, the whole body of work, but she has 30 something Grammys. Like I, she's, if you saw her speech, she's fine. She was very moved by this honor and she should be. I think she'll be fine guys. Um, that's do we should we talk about more stuff from the Grammys or is that it? Like, do you want to talk about the hip hop? We had to talk about the hip hop. That was the, that was the I big draw. So, the reason I wanted to watch the Grammys, yes, I had to work them, but everybody was talking about the fiftieth year, fifty year anniversary of celebrating hip hop. It was a big deal. We didn't know what the performance was going to look like. It was a performance that was curated uh, with. Questlove, Black Thought, put it together. LL Cool J was very much so involved. He kind of emceed the whole thing. But we knew it was going to take us through the decades of hip-hop. Before LL even started, he said, we could not bring in everybody. It was impossible. But later on this year, we're going to cover hip-hop. According to Harvey Mason Jr., there's going to be a big documentary. I think it's going to come out in August or September that's going to really delve into the history of hip-hop. I interviewed Dougie Fresh on Saturday and he did not seem thrilled. He was not there at the Grammys. At least he didn't walk the carpet. I didn't see. He was not thrilled at what this performance was going to be because he said there are five areas of hip hop 
And this performance was not going to cover all five areas. So if you're not going to do that, then you're not doing the performance justice. It's watering it down. So all that to say, I enjoyed the performance, but there were a lot of hip hop artists that were missing. So I understood the disclaimer. I thought the most exciting parts were seeing the OGs in hip hop take the stage. I wasn't really into the new people on stage. And I thought it was interesting who they chose to represent hip hop currently on stage. Here's what I think about it. I'm looking you at the list. You didn't even watch it. I know, but I'm <laughs> looking at the list of people that are on there, right? Mm-hmm. This is what I think. Number one, I didn't watch it. <clears throat> I heard that they fucked over Louisiana, no cash money, no limit. Man, I the South, yeah. the South period. The South period. Okay. You know, it is what it is. This is my thing. Somebody was going to be mad. And that's, and that's what he said. I don't think that there's any way you can do a 50-year hip-hop thing and not have Dougie Fresh in there. I just think that's I don't think impossible. He wa- I don't think he wanted to. I'm telling you, I don't think he wanted to be a part he of it from what I talked to. Mm-hmm. Cool. But somebody was going to be mad. You know what I'm saying? Somebody was going to be super pissed off that they didn't get the call because hip-hop... Uh, it can sometimes be an art form where it's hard to have longevity, where it's mm-hmm. hard to, especially for some of the, the pioneers of hip hop. So for a lot of people, their entire life, their entire life is what they contributed to like this thing that has blown up and become, uh, maybe the biggest musical art form in the world. It's just like an NBA player that played in the 40s or the 50s. They didn't get the money. They didn't get the acclaim. But every time it's an NBA golden year fucking understanding party, they're going to be there. Hey, it's 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 Walter Long, the, the famous kangaroo man <laughs> of the, the, the Buffalo Sabres. He invented the Wrap around marsupial shot, um, and and use it to score a whopping eleven points a game in a time where they were only averaging forty points a game <laughs> in nineteen fifty three. This guy said, "There it is. Give it up for Kangaroo Walt. Kangaroo Walt is coming to all the old timers brunches his whole life because after he had played the NBA, nigga had to go manage a bank. Okay." Kangaroo Walt had to go do something else. He, his whole life is what he built. So there's a lot of people. So there are a lot of Kangaroo Walts. There's a in lot this, of people in, in hip hop <laughs> that's Kangaroo Walts that like they didn't go on to like. I saw JJ Fad Supersonic, JJ Fad get mad. Y'all know JJ Fad Supersonic. Okay, y'all know them. When they first started allowing hip hop at the Grammys, JJ Fad was one of the groups that were first nominated for a Grammy as part of hip-hop. So you would think that they would have been there. They would have thought that they would have been there, but they weren't, and they were mad. And the thing is, is like, you know, if you're putting all people up there, would you think that J.J. Fad would have to be there? I mean, I think Supersonic is very influential and instrumental in terms of hip-hop, especially women in hip-hop. Shout out to Ruthless Records. But they want to be, they watching people get so much money and fly around and go to France and all of that shit. And they want to people to know I had a part in that. If sure. I can't be that, that was built on my back. And I understand it. But yeah. not everybody was going to go there. Well, hopefully they get it in um, you know, the documentary. I hope they're a part of it because you're right. Groups like that and, and so many others. I thought I, like we would have loved to have seen on stage and it couldn't have been everybody. I thought it was interesting that like, Big Boy was there to represent Outkast, but there was no Andre 3000. Method Man was there to represent Wu-Tang, but nobody else from Wu-Tang was there. That was interesting to me. I was like, well, where's everybody? Because he had like, what? That could just be like group dynamics and shit like that. But 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 but, that, but it leaves me asking the question. You got Wu-Tang behind you. Like the sign is behind, uh, the le- uh, logo's behind you and it's just Method Man. And I kept waiting for other people to come out. I just found that that was interesting because all of the locks was there. You know, Public Enemy was there. Once again, though, you don't know what's going on sometimes with people. I don't. You know, so it's like, you don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a situation where 
Jaden that might be on better terms than some of these other people that that are going on. It's like we, who knows? Quest Questlove was on his Twitter and he answered this. Shout out to Quest. General questions answered about last night. Some are asking if we are playing erasure game. So, uh, yeah, I don't play that. So, in answer the questions of why wasn't Dada there, one already booked, two declined our offer straight up, three a third option I'm not going to get into. Interesting. We decided to issue those who passed away and give flowers to the living. For starters, I learned with VH1 honors, not all rappers are good MCs and bad karaoke is a dangerous slope and way too many legends passed. So somebody's estate was going to be heated. Look. like That's ridiculous if somebody came at him about erasure. This is the man who <laughs> had the film Summer of Soul. It was all about something that was erased from our culture that he was bringing to a whole new generation that we forgot about. That's ridiculous. Uh, let but me you tell know you, you can't please everybody. You know how it is. Hello, Beehive. Like, people are going to get up, find some... God damn, why don't find you... Find a reason to get upset like, about like what's, something. What's your, are you trying to prove something? You want... No. You looking for some clicks. You I are, just think it's... It just makes me so... Like, this woman had a beautiful night and people are so mad this, about this, album of this the year. This woman again. Whoa. This woman... I, always, I say about everybody. This Daddy. man, this woman, Dada. this group. <laughs> um, I just watched this beautiful... Rachel, you're so on it today. Big Rach energy. Uh, no, this, I'm... I watched this video about this Rottweiler. <laughs> Did I make you think of a Rottweiler? <laughs> you literally no. went from big rates energy. So I watched this video about a Rottweiler. No, he was a what? nice Rottweiler <laughs> that was friends, became friends with a Black Panther in Siberia. They uh, they live together. This woman adopted a Black Panther from a zoo, and the Panther's name is Luna. And basically, the Rottweiler adopted Luna. It's was this on YouTube today, man? Yeah, it was. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? Me, me and Bozeman <laughs> were watching the video about the Rottweiler and the Black Panther. And we just like, I'm looking at Bozeman. I'm like, I love you, bro. I just <laughs> love animals, man. Shout out to everybody that came out to P22 Day on Saturday. I was not feeling well, so I did not go. Um, I just love animals. That's what you should think about when you're when you're trying to hurt Beyonce like you are. I'm just joking, everybody. Rachel loves Beyonce. <laughs> Don't get mad at me, guys. It's a joke. Ha, 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 ha. Fuck you. Um, should we talk about the spy balloon? Oh, yeah. I'm not I'm not as up on it, but um, okay. we can talk either. about it. Okay. I'm, I'm not either. I want to just say something to people about the spy balloon. China spy balloon got shot down. Mm-hmm. Everybody's talking about the spy balloon. Everybody is pontificating about the spy balloon and what should be done. Y'all niggas don't know nothing about the spy balloon. Okay? And when I'm saying niggas, I'm not talking about black people. I'm talking about all of y'all. Y'all don't know nothing about the spy balloon. Y'all don't know what's in the spy balloon. Y'all don't know what pictures the spy balloon is supposed to be taking. Y'all don't know when to shoot the spy balloon down. Y'all don't know nothing about the currents and the air that blow the spy balloon around. Y'all don't know nothing about the spy balloon. All of this talk left and forth, what people should do, I can't believe it. What do we, you don't know a motherfucking thing about that motherfucking balloon. It's okay that you don't know nothing about it. Don't rush to the Twitter, to the Instagram, Snapchat, and start talking about the balloon. You don't know shit about the balloon. They shut and put the balloon up there. I was about to go learn about the balloon. I was about <laughs> to go to a deep dive <laughs> about the balloon. But I was like, why? 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 I'm I'm on YouTube looking up, you know. Classified shit, times that the U.S. has shot down uh, other planes, what U.S. spy planes. You know, I'm looking at spy planes that fly so high, they're almost in space, and the Russians getting into it with the spy planes and shutting down. I'm like, you know, just make your life easier. Don't think about the spy balloon. 
you, you know what I think it was for people is right before that information came out about the spy balloon, there was that U.S. four-star general who predicted that we would have war with China in 2025. So like that came out and that was a headline everywhere. And then it was like, bam, here's this Chinese spy balloon. So people are, you know, like conflating the two and are like, Mm -hmm. this is what, this is what he was talking about. So I got some real easy facts for people to digest in a digestible way. Uh, The Chinese are spying on the U S the U S are spying on the Chinese. The Russians are spying on the U.S. The U.S. are spying on the Russians. Everybody's spying. Okay. There might be war with the Russians in 20, excuse me, with the Chinese in 2025. There might be war with the Russians in 2023. Nothing you can do about it. You're wasting your breath on Twitter, talking about the spy balloon, getting arguments about the spy balloon, going back and forth about what should be done about the spy balloon. You don't even know what the spy balloon is made out of. You have no clue. It just, it, it bothered me. I was also sick. So like, it bo- <laughs> you know, it, it bothered me. Like, can we move on from the goddamn spy balloon? It was uh, actually a conversation because, you know, I was working all weekend for Grammys. It's like, well, we'll, we'll move with, um, We'll move forward as usual, but, you know, if something does happen because of shooting down the spy balloon, and I was like, I think we're going to be okay, guys. I think the Grammy's going to go, the show's going to go on. I would be so crazy (laughs) if they stopped the Grammy's because of the balloon. I like that shit. People were talking about that. It's Black History Month, Rachel. Do you feel different? Um, I gotta say, what day, today's February 6th as we record this. This, we're six days in. I feel like this is the least amount of energy that I've put into Black History Month this year. (laughs) Does that make sense? What do you normally do? Well, I mean, we won, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, we, you know, had special episodes come out. So, you know, like we were really focused on bringing something to the audience in honor of Black History Month. Last year, I wrote an article about um, a Black historical figure, something that they've done, how they've made history last year. So I focused on that. And I feel like this year, I'm like, oh, it is Black History Month. And I just haven't been as focused or paying attention to it in the way that I have before. Well, we're still doing that. We're having Padil Joseph on. Well, we are, but you know what I mean. We're still doing that. No, no. I think it's important that you take sole responsibility for what you just said. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I, I never have special energy. I'm going to be honest with you. It's like, I like it. I, what I like about Black History Month is not the way Black people celebrate Black History Month. I like to watch how white people celebrate Black History Month. And and are you usually pleased at how they celebrate it? No, but I'm always entertained. <laughs> you know, you know what happens to me sometimes? And I don't know if this happens to other Black people. Sometimes I wonder how. How what? Because like look at the Black History Month stories that we have here. Mm -hmm. We have the Columbus and Miami Police Departments painting a cop car in order of Black History Month. Like we have a school apologizing after serving chicken and waffles in Black History Month, which I'm not sure is even like a bad thing. I'm not, I mean, it's tone deaf. They served uh, they watermelon, watermelon on the side. That's it's a bad, bad oh, thing. I think that's oh, what water, crosses the line. Yeah, it's a bad crosses, With a side of watermelon. That milk doesn't even go together. Now, the vendor here, is this, are these people black or no? No, that's a huge vendor. Okay. You see, you oh, see that truck. Oh, yeah, I see them Arbar, everywhere. Hey, I want to let you guys know, Arbark is racist, guys. Like, I want y'all to know this. Like, I, seriously, I don't give a fuck what happens. Arbark is racist. Arbark is another company that are prison profiteers. Worth rises. Bianca Tyler, go there, read about Arbark and how they have taken over a lot of uh, serving meals inside of prisons and they're part of the privatization. They don't care about that. They don't know. 
our mark is exploiting. Our mark is a company that exploits. I remember when they came to Louisiana Tech, it was like, oh my God, we can make a waffle now. I used to like the shit how it was before. But they they are a company that benefits from um, the cultural system here in America, serving terrible meals, uh, substandard meals to prisoners inside of prisons everywhere. And, you know, making millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars off of it. Mm. I don't put anything past them. They probably do better this month because they seem they seem to like to um, change it up for Black History Month. This isn't the first time that they've done something. But like I look at stuff like this and it's so obviously stupid, right? That I just have all kinds of questions. You know, I just wonder what happened back in the day, you know? I was at the gym. I was watching three white boys play 21. I was thinking to myself, there's just no way these motherfuckers enslaved us. Not these guys. I'm watching them. They're having the time of their lives. The ball's going out of bounds. It's not hitting any room. Bouncing, clanking off the side. And ha, ha, ha. Like, just, there's just no way. This, that's how I know it had to be some really devious, evil shit. I asked my dad this question one time. I was like, Dad, you know, probably leaving a football game or something like that, watching some Negro run through uh, a white guy playing free safety. It's like, how did we, how did that happen? My dad goes, you know how they enslaved his son? And I'm like, how? He goes, because they tried. Ooh. Interesting. And I wonder when I look at stuff like this, are they trying now? Are they trying us? A hundred percent. I just can't believe that no one in the goddamn fucking police station looks at this painting dashiki on the second fucking side of a cop car. Mm-hmm. I just don't think I, I'm too. I think that they know that that's bad. They're fucking with us. That's what that was my immediate thought when I read that story about the police car, when I read about the meals that they're serving in these schools, these racist meals. They know exactly what they're doing. And they would fall back on, oh, we were just trying to honor Black History Month, or oh, we didn't realize it was offensive, like they're doing in these two stories that we're talking about. They absolutely know what they're doing. Nobody's dumb here. Nobody's dumb. Do you feel bad for the kids that didn't get chicken and watermelon? Because aren't they the real losers here? That did not get chicken and watermelon? Yeah, they took it off the menu. Like, that. think about that. No, like, because they, if they, they are trying us and we let them, right? Like, oh, well, my kid really does like that. Or, oh, like, this was a nice change up in a meal. They don't normally get to have meals like this. No. <laughs> no it's just I so don't. funny. Like, being Black, Two of the most delicious things, objectively delicious, are racist. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not like some other things are racist that taste terrible. You know, clam is- chowder or something like that. <laughs> like you know, something. It's like two universally delectable things are racist: chicken, and, chicken and watermelon. Great. Can't eat it like you want. I want you while you're going down these dark holes down YouTube. Do it with Black History. Do it with like, like Google Black History Month. I want to see where that takes you. Google some of these stories. I want to see where it takes you. I want to see what, what you just, what you end up discovering. No, because at the top of this, you talked about, um, you like to sit back and be entertained. Mm -hmm. I'm curious as to what, you know, as you're, you're doing your little YouTube journey, uh, what you would stumble... We can't get a warning. I'm sorry. What? It's not for me. It's more for the listeners. What you would stumble across um, as you just, you know, went on a search journey. I'd be interested. Report back. Tell us what you find. Well, here's the thing. I'm very intentional about the way that I consume black history. No, no, no. But this really wouldn't be you really consuming black history. This is white people's efforts to participate in Black Uh, History Month. That's what you said you like to watch. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that probably wouldn't go so well because they always do (laughs) something, right? You know? The things you would discover. It's like, it's just the the vendor says, we apologize, unintentional insensitivity, unintentional. What's Donnie doing? 
unintentional insensitivity. Donnie, can you, you don't tell me when to stop talking, Donnie. I'm just keeping y'all honest. That's all. You're welcome. All right, let's get let's get into one more topic, okay? Uh, we talked about the spy balloon. People don't know about the spy balloon. Um, <laughs> I just can't believe they sent the chicken in the water. Uh, okay, <laughs> Massachusetts prisoners who donate organs may get less prison time. Inmates should be able to donate organs or bone marrow in exchange for reduced time in prison, according to a proposed bill in Massachusetts. Donors would receive at least 60 days, but no more than one year off their sentence. Two state lawmakers, both Democrats, claimed the bill would restore bodily autonomy to incarcerated people. God bless you, Rachel. Thank you. State Representative Carlos Gonzalez said that providing more potential donors could help patients in need of transplants to get life-saving care. Rachel. I'm for this. I think... I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. You never know. I'm... This is... This is sick. Because... These are people who are incarcerated, maybe some even wrongfully incarcerated. And now you're basically bargaining their body parts, dangling it over them and telling them that should you choose to donate then or become a donor, I should say it that way. If you choose to become a donor, then you get two months off your sentence, but not more than a year. And then these and then. These inmates are supposed to trust that, like, if I'm going to sign away that I'm going to be a donor, why would I trust that my life is safe with you? Because the whole purpose of you doing this is so that you can help other people who are in need of transplants. Think of how they already think of you by dangling this in front of you as an inmate. They don't care about you. The system has already shown it doesn't care about you as you're in this state. Not saying that some people don't deserve, you know, to be punished for certain things they did, but I'm just saying, in general, the whole prison prison system is messed up. And now I'm supposed to trust that you're going to still look out for my life after I've pretty much said that I'm willing to donate because the whole purpose of this, it's like a feeder system. We're going to take your, your organs and give them to people outside of prison who really need it because there's a shortage. There, it's almost as if they're like animals and they're, do you get what I'm saying? Like they're animals keeping them together so they can use their organs to give it to other people who they consider more valuable. That's exactly how I take this situation. This is awful. Uh, real quick on this, there's really not much more to add, but I do want to get into something here. Because uh, I don't know if you saw the back and forth between Jay Williams and Stephen A. Smith. Well, I should probably save that and do that. Um, Friday. But I'll say this. The thing that disappointed me about this wasn't this as much as the reaction to something that I posted on the shame room. You know, I like to comment on the shame room comments. I like to get in there, drop a one-liner, get out. So, what did you post? I said, America will never stop feasting on black bodies. Mm. And it was met with not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, not eight, not nine, not ten people who said, hey, it's not only black people that are in prison. It's all different types of people that are in prison. Why are you making it seem like there's only black people in prison? Um, consider what's being asked of the incarcerated person in this situation. What's being asked is to give a literal piece of yourself for mm-hmm. freedom. A literal piece of yourself. Yeah. Consider what's being asked of you as a black person, a black woman in this country. Just to give a piece of yourself to exist peacefully in America all the time. To give a piece of your dignity when talking to the police. To give a piece of your safety when you're delivering a baby. Um, giving a piece of 
your sanity when you enter the workplace. America is always asking for pieces of black people. And normally, what they tell you is that in exchange for the piece of yourself that you give to them, they'll give you the freedom and the safety that the people who don't have to cut appendages off of their bodies and souls get just for having been born. They tell you that they're going to do you that, that you're going to get that. And then you get to a point in your life where the remaining parts of you just want to fight. And it happens sooner for some, later for others. So when I see this, I don't necessarily think about the lawmakers that envisioned this and thought that it was a good idea. That's business as usual. What I think about are the people that don't realize that they're being torn apart. I think about the people that are unaware that they're being asked to sacrifice and serve up pieces of who they are in exchange for something that is promised to them by birthright. And it's sad. It's sad that someone would see this and someone mm-hmm. would say, hey, this is not a bigger issue in terms of the way uh, incarcerated people are, 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 are treated in terms of their humanity and how it's looked. Uh, this is just something for people that have gotten in trouble. All I'll say to everyone is just pay attention. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that were talked about and discussed in private rooms, smoke-filled rooms, are now being legislated. This donating organs for time off. It's so egregious that the prospect of it seems unserious. But we're distracted. I am too. Yeah. And this is the type of shit they try to get off when we're distracted. Can't happen. The standard that this sets is unacceptable. And I was aghast and appalled, but more, I was actually inspired. What I want to do is reach out to some of the lawmakers in Massachusetts that we've, uh, that we mentioned in the story and invite them on here to have a discussion. These are Democrats, guys, that have been championing this, at least in part, and have a discussion about why this is okay. Because look, I'm not going to get mad anymore. I always get mad. People say, man, you get mad. No more mad. I've used up all of my mad. In one interview earlier this year, I used it all up. I just want to know what the hell goes through people's minds, how this could be. So we're going to try to reach out to them and see if they'll come defend this. You know what I'm saying? Um, I hope they do. I hope they accept the invitation. I hope they do too. Uh, Rachel, you going to the Jonathan Majors premiere tonight? <laughs> I love that that's what you're calling it, the Jonathan Majors premiere. <laughs> yes, I am. Done. I'm going to work it and I'm going to attend it. You're going to work it? Work it. I need a glass of water. Boy, oh boy, it's good to know you. She was in it. <laughs> she was in it. The, the hip hop. The, the hip hop. She was great. <sighs> The hip hop tribute. You guys, don't let them take pieces of you till there's nothing left. I gotta go take some Nyquil. Uh, Van's very serious question of the week is: What do you do when you have a cold? You know, what do you do when you have the flu? Do Why? you have the flu? I'm exhausted. Like I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be real with you. I was so surprised. So surprised. When those two COVID tests came back negative, mm-hmm. I was Same. so surprised. I was like, there's no way I don't have it. You definitely have the flu. You sound like, just like me. No, I can, I can sound just like you. Want me to, no. do, my, want me to do a racial impression <laughs> no, right now? No, I don't. We've okay. been there before. <laughs> no, oh, but, but oh, seriously, seriously, you should go get tested so you can get some medicine. Because I'm, I'm, I'm 
you have the flu. That's exactly how I was in November. Yeah, and, it, and it rocks you. It, it right. hit me harder than COVID. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, take the caps off, but do not stop learning. You guys, I'm sorry if the podcast was poor quality. I'm doing my best. No, we appreciate you being here. Um, I'm very yeah, th- junior. What? I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, take your thinking cap. Take your thinking caps off, but don't stop thinking. He's Van Lathan Jr. I'm Rachel Lynn Lindsay. We'll be back Thursday, uh, healthier, Bye. hopefully. Bye, guys. Bye.